recording the podcast. Shut up. Good morning to you, wherever you are, because it is morning somewhere for January 17th, 2024. My name is Bernie Burns. With me sitting right over there with all of her buccal fat intact is Miss Ashley Burns. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Feeling cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting dangerously close to a pun there, young lady. <laughs> dangerously close. Hey, I want to start today with something a little different. Because oh, okay. uh, I had a little moment and I have had these things lately where I feel like I want to express gratitude for things. And we had a moment like that the other day. We were indoors, we were snowed in, the snow was falling outside, we had a fire going, and it was nice, and we had our little lovely baby Evie, like she's in that stage where she's pulling up and standing up on her own, but not quite walking, and I was looking at her and her gorgeous little face, and I said to Ash, I said, you know, it's so great, two adult kids, it's so great to have these young little kids and be able to appreciate these moments, like, look how cute she is, you know, and it's, we're going to look back at pictures, you know, and and think like, wow, she was so small then. How was she ever that small? And the snow was falling, the fire was going, and Ashley goes, yeah. And then she gets like distant look in her eyes. And she said, sometimes when I have that feeling and I, and I think about the kids in these moments, you know, sometimes I wonder if I'm actually having those feelings of appreciating it or if right now in this moment, I'm actually a memory of me from the future and I'm looking back and I'm living in that memory. And the reason that I feel that way is because the older version of me is saying, I wish I'd have felt that way. And it's for a moment that's already gone. And I thought about that that day. And I thought about that later that night. And I just want to say, Ash, from the bottom of my heart, go fuck yourself. (laughs) What the fuck was that? Where did that come from? It's just a, it's a it's a time travel theory. Like, what if the idea is that you don't you don't physically go back, and then there's two of you. You go back, and you're a writer in Ash, your own mind. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> we were I was like we were talking about we were going to go to lunch, and you dropped this existential bomb out of nowhere. <laughs> Look, for you, it was an existential bomb. For me, it was a Tuesday. Can we come up with like? A- <laughs> Can we come up with like a hand signal for that? Like, oh, by the way, I just want to fill you with philosophical dread for the rest of the day. I got to sleep at night. I'm thinking about this. It's like, am I, am I really here right now? Or am I living inside of a memory of myself? No, I just think that maybe future you popped into present you to, to relive this memory. And some of the emotions from future you bled on over. Listen. Just give me a heads up next time. <laughs> you know how like sometimes we're at a party and we have that signal to tell each other like one of us wants to leave, you know? Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, just just do that next time you want to make me horribly, horribly <laughs> afraid of my own mortality. Just like do that same thing, but for that instead. Jesus Christ. Look, we're going to live forever. We don't need to worry about it. What do you mean? Because of advances in medical technology? Sure, we're going to go in a jar. How how weird is that? Because watch- we talk about that kind of stuff now, like it's a possibility. Well, do you watch the show Upload? I, I watched a little bit of it with you. Okay, so it's a show on Amazon Prime, uh, and it's sort of it plays with a lot of the sort of philosophy of if we were able to digitize and upload and live forever. Uh, but it's I mean it's kind of a dark ish comedy starring it's a uh, one of the Amels. They're like 
what are they cousins or something? The one that's not Green Arrow. One of the one of the email bros. You're going to have to get to a show that I Robbie watch okay, for me anyway, to play along here. Um, uh, but it's interesting because it's like you can upload to these. Uh, these They're from Vampire sort of- Reunion. <laughs> it's all about a high school reunion, but it's all vampires. Uh, they you can upload to these like forever um, existences, right? But you have to do it while you're still alive. You can't do it once the brain activity stops. No, so people um, do it, and yeah. it and it kills you. It takes your head off because yeah. they scan your whole brain. That, that's not you. Right. So, well, so the the show plays with a lot of things like what if, like, can you then be duplicated? Um, can, you know, what are your rights? You have to pay for these sort of eternal existences or someone who's still living does. And then what happens when they stop? So there's a lot. It's it actually has a lot of thoughtful things that you wouldn't think about going into it because it just seems like a stupid comedy. But I enjoy it a lot. Well, it's like the, the old star trek issue because they had teleporters on star trek it's how they'd get from the enterprise down to the planet i wouldn't in a billion years i wouldn't use one of those things for the first time i'm absolutely convinced it would destroy the person and then recreate them on the planet and it's just a new version of them with all the memories of the old person who was destroyed yeah basically right but then what is self are we going ship theseus here it, well, I mean, is in terms of being a person, the person continues, but me as an individual, I think I would that would be my death. There'd just be a new version of me to carry on whatever the entity is. Sure, but think about how much time you'd save. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your commute would be nothing now. Be amazing. They did start getting into some weird stuff about teleporters, like later into Star Trek stuff, which I liked. Like people getting trapped in the teleporter and things like that or encountering things in the void between teleportation points and things like that oh and my philosophical musings are terrifying ashley they play a goddamn theme song and they show a fucking spaceship flying through space they prepare me for what i'm about to see they don't just sit there drinking a cup of coffee And going, hey do you think we might all be in a coma right now and just dreaming about this life so if i walk into the room and play a theme song then you're prepared. Yeah, like if you walk in and you go space, the final. Fr- I'll be like, okay, I'm ready for this. Let me. I got time to prepare for this. Do the, do the whole speech in the beginning. <laughs> well, speaking of the future, um, there's it's not brand brand new, but I don't think we've really talked about it yet. There's a trailer for the second season of Halo that came out. Um, I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see an ass anywhere in there, so I don't know if it's going to live up to the first season. I'm taking shots. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Were you not a fan of the season, the first season of the Halo show on Paramount Plus? Um, I've never been like a really hardcore Halo fan. I like the multiplayer. I don't play the campaigns. Uh, so you what- like the multiplayer and don't play the campaigns. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. No. Anyway. Uh, so the what I know about the Halo campaigns is osmosis driven, and from what I understand. Oh God! Can you please tell me what happens in Halo? <laughs> just tell me just tell me what happens in the first Halo. In the first Halo? Yeah. Um, Master Chief get, has his robot uh, girlfriend slash assistant. She's a robot, okay. I mean, you know, she's a she's a hologram. She's an AI. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, he doesn't afraid of anything. And he fights some aliens. There's the little guys that run around with the funny voice. Right. And they explode and there's confetti or something sometimes. <laughs> uh, and then... <laughs> And then uh, we have the. Then there's the. There's a tall guy, and there's some. There's an arbiter who is maybe a bad guy. That's not. He's not the first one. You're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. Look, it's my timeline. Mm. So Master Chief and his robot girlfriend. You said his his AI girlfriend slash assistant. Uh huh. (laughs) 
girlfriend slash assistant. Okay, go ahead. Look, it's work. It's they a, fight it's the little a guys. Challenging, challenging workplace dynamic. What is? Why is it called Halo? Um, isn't it? A, it's a Ring World. Yeah, and I know that because Ring Worlds. Nothing surprising. Everyone knows about Ring Worlds. Obviously. I think you're. I think you're vamping. No, yeah. and then um, uh, but the aliens want the Ring World for their home, or it's like a temple or something, and so. They're like, we're going to kill the humans. And the humans are like, nah, bro. And he is. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Got okay, it perfectly well, how, right. So how, how does that stack up to season one? D- does Master Chief in Halo 1 get his ass out? Uh, <laughs> why does everybody remember that? Because it's so weird. It's like Master Chief is a not is not only not nude, he's a faceless character. He's right. practically silent. So it's actually stretching things to take off the helmet. It's stretching things for him to be having a bunch of conversations yeah. with people. And But that was always going to be the problem with Halo, right? Because what actor is going to take a role where they don't take the helmet off? Aside from Carl well, like, Urban, who played Judge Dredd. Or Mandalorian. By the way, he takes off his fucking helmet. Spoiler. Yeah, eventually. 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 And that's different. This is like, he's like, hello, Master Chief. Off comes the helmet, and then off comes everything else. It's just kind of, it's a lot. Well, the good the good news is is for, that for that character, even for, for people who were very critical of Halo season one, they've seen the Halo season two trailer, and everyone seems to think that uh, the show seems to be headed in a more canonical uh, vein, and they're going to be doing things like uh, the Fall of Reach. Which is interesting, because if people's main complaint about it was that he took his helmet off, uh, in The Fall of Reach, which is like the prequel to the Halo uh, video game, they wrote a novel called Fall of Reach, which is when the Covenant first attack, essentially. Um, that There are kids in that. There's the, the, the Spartans from the get-go. So they, they weren't in their helmets. They weren't born in their helmets. They didn't go to training in their helmets. There were points in time in the narrative, in the, in the canon of the Halo video game world, where he did have his helmet off. And they could have done that, and then I think everyone would have been perfectly fine with it as well. Uh, so it does seem like they're heading that direction. I don't know if they're going to go back to when they were kids in training, but they can always do flashbacks and things like that. Sure. So with the uh, Dr. Halsey, who ran the Spartan program. And by the way, just so you know, I know a lot about Halo lore. I know that's not when the Covenant first attacked <laughs> was on Reach. No, it was on Harvest. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to cut <laughs> off all the Halo people like, oh, well, listen, Joe Satan wrote a best-selling novel called Contact Harvest. There's a lot of lore there, and they could do it. The one of the frustrating things is someone who worked with Halo for a while, ish, um, is there's same thing with Star Wars. They keep closing the gaps between stuff. Like the the gap between Halo One and Halo Two is almost non-existent. Like he gets on a plane or a ship, flies away at the end, and then in Halo Two, he's like after he landed the plane. Same thing with Star Wars. That you, if you're going to keep these franchises going for decades you got to have gaps for other people to write new stories. Like I, the watching star Wars writers try to negotiate what happened between episode three and episode four with like Ahsoka and things like that. Even rogue one, they decided to take rogue one and end it like four seconds before uh, a new hope episode four begins. And I'm like, why leave yourself some room man to do new <laughs> stuff. And they just keep closing these things off. But yeah, people I think are pretty happy about it. There's other halo news that people are, kind of upset about it's a it's all like theoretical because the long rumored video game now halo battle royale mode or battle royale game is now 
allegedly canceled. So, so the thing the, that the yeah. unconfirmed game slash game mode is yeah. <laughs> uh, reportedly not happening after all. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, he, let me ask you this. <laughs> Appropriate. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about a Halo Battle Royale? You really I would enjoyed, play the shit out of that. You really, you enjoyed PUBG. You enjoy Apex Legends. Go uh, ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. I know I can see you wanting to say it. Go ahead and say it. You play Fortnite? Fuck yeah, I do. Once they, once they took the building out of Fortnite, it was a much better game. It was a much, much better It's definitely much more your style. I did say, too, when Fortnite was that wackadoo, whatever it was, building game, like that halfway between what it was supposed to be and then what it turned out to be. They added all the building stuff. They kept it in the Battle Royale stuff. I just, it always just made no sense to me whatsoever. People would just spin in a circle and they'd all of a sudden be at the top of a hundred foot tower. I, I had no patience for that whatsoever. And I always said, if they would remove the building from this game, I'll play it. They did. They have a zero build mode. It's great. I love it. So they I, do. I love it. So I love they it. do still have the build mode. Fortnite's doing the interesting thing too, though. With the don't they have a, have a Lego mode now? It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Yeah, I, I don't know what to it's, think. It, most of the stuff you associate with Fortnite is like skins on top of their battle royale mode. Mm-hmm. Lego Fortnite looks like an entirely different game. I mean, it's almost like the Fortnite version of minecraft is what it's supposed to be or i guess now the lego version of minecraft it's really weird to call it lego fortnite because it definitely feels more like lego minecraft it's a total it's not at all what i expect single player yeah good question i don't know i haven't played enough of it to see if i guess you can have like friends join you because there's a lobby on fortnite where you all like party up and then you go into the game together so yeah i guess you could do that okay but it's not like massively shared world or anything like that don't think so, but I don't, haven't played enough to know. Okay, fair enough. Listen, I'm a Minecraft purist, man. <laughs> I, I, I love Minecraft. It's a, and then when you go to build like your stuff in that game in Lego Fortnite, it's like you got to build pieces and sections and all that stuff. And it's like I'd rather, but it's all like on a plan. And I'd rather just have the free form, be able to build it myself in Minecraft kind of stuff. When I'm going to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So listen, before we get too far away from it, go watch the season two trailer for the Halo series. If you love the action that was in the first season, it looks like it's chock full of that. Also, go play Halo Infinite. The way that game has progressed, I know some people had some issues with like the Battle Pass stuff, but that game at its core is still an incredibly fun game. I love Halo. That is my statement. I will be taking no questions at this time. Thank you. I'll be leaving now. (laughs) Well, since we're talking about TV stuff and Halo or Halo on TV stuff, um, the Emmys, you were telling me that the Emmys had 4 million viewers. Yeah, record low, which I guess shouldn't surprise me because we typically pay attention to the Emmys and I had no idea why the Emmys was happening now until you pointed it out rightly. Um, But it's still a record low for the Emmys, which is crazy, especially on the back of the news that... The NFL basically owns broadcast TV. Oh, we talked about that the other day. Yeah, that the NFL now for 2023, what's the actual stat? That the NFL was 93 of the 100 most viewed programs on broadcast television. And sporting events were 96 of the top 100 most viewed events. The other crazy part of that is, uh, people might remember when I was trying to watch the college football playoffs, I had a lot of trouble watching it. I did not know this, but apparently there was an NFL playoff game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins, 
that was outside of the home markets. Once again, it's this tea leaves of trying to figure out how to watch a sporting event these days. Uh, it was exclusively held or broadcast on Peacock, which is NBC's streaming network. And everybody was in an uproar about this. I went to the NFL subreddit. Man, if you want to go into like some contentious subreddits, go into some of the sports ones. <laughs> I believe it. But they're great because you kind of know what you're getting into. There's, a, there's an expression that I love in college football in particular, which is... <laughs> You don't really see it outside of it. Uh, Your team sucks. No, it's uh, sunshine pumping. It's when someone is- It's not like toxic positivity. It's it's a little bit like that, (laughs) uh, where people are trying to pump sunshine up your ass about the performance of the team and the futures, you know, for for their particular team that they follow. I see. Okay. And uh, so I was in there and people were really upset about this. Couldn't believe, you know, this was going to be a huge failure, failure for the NFL that they had an exclusive playoff game on a streaming network. It set a record for U.S. live streaming viewers. It was wow. 23 million viewers uh, watched the Kansas City Chiefs destroy the Miami Dolphins 26 to 7. And for Peacock especially, that seems like a really big number. I think it's a record for everything. Oh, like, no, I, I believe it's a record for everything. But, like, imagine Peacock especially because it's not, you know, it's not the Netflix. It's not Hulu. It's not Disney Plus. It's Peacock. Let me see here if it'll tell me. Um, you know, it's funny because just yesterday we were talking about um, the reliability of search these days and how chat bailed me out, the AI chat bot, uh, by giving me David Letterman's age when he retired. Turned out that was completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> the AI chat bot told me it was gonna be, he was 66 when he retired. He was not. He was 68 when he retired. So that's just a lesson to all of us. No, it's just one of those things. You can't. Never, never trust. Just don't chatbot. believe it. And the, the funny thing about the chat bots is they don't ever qualify what they say. They just give you the number. Like, this is it. And this is exactly right. And it's, it's not. And they're so know? confident about it. For instance, someone was trying to figure out what the opening drop was to the podcast. So, and this is, by the way, is someone on the on the Morning Somewhere subreddit. Yeah, the Morning Somewhere subreddit. They were trying to figure out what the drop was from two days ago. Uh, it's from a 90s movie called Disclosure. And the chatbot very confidently told them the wrong answer, that it was boyhood because it was all about moving to Austin or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it was, like, it was like, that is from boyhood. But that's just like buyer beware. Like the other day, um, this might go back to our conversation about time earlier but carlin when i was looking up george carlin bits when we were going to talk about him and his ai ghost special that somebody put out um he has a crazy bit about time where and i will link it in the link up but i won't try to paraphrase it here because i will do it no justice whatsoever just like the ai i don't think can do justice to that artist but his bit was about how uh, there's no such thing as the present. There's only the very recent past and the future. And you never actually live in the present. It's as soon as you are in the present, it's gone and it's the recent And now past. it's memory. We'll link it in the link dump. And I think people are super worried about everything that AI is going to do and how it's going to affect art and everything else. But at the end of the day, it's got to be a person who's pushing that button and running that tool. And I suppose eventually we could get to a point where AI could just like push the algorithm so hard at us that it's shaping us uh, to admire the art that it's producing. But even like, I guess what I'm coming down to here is that tools aren't art. And right now they're really, really great tools. Even last year when AI was getting huge and people were using tools like mid journey and video generation tools, somebody put out a, Hey, what if Wes Anderson made X-Men 
And then every other oh, person. Oh, God, I remember that. Everyone was like, what if Wes Anderson made this thing? And it was like every TV show and every movie and every every property you can imagine. What if Wes Anderson made Harry Potter? What if and- Wes Anderson made Star Wars? And people were like, oh, and it, it's crazy to me how much effort had to go into those things. And all the humans behind it were like, oh, here's my original idea. Here's Wes Anderson doing Star Wars. When it's really just an iteration on the same thing. Even when we had these incredible tools with the internet to disseminate art all over the world, what was the main art form that came out of that? Memes. Just people kind of doing <laughs> Mad Lib humor, like fill in the blank. Like, here's the appropriate response to make the, to, the, to this situation. And everyone falling all over themselves, racing to be the first one to make the fill in the blank answer. Yeah, and that uh, happens a lot on the short form social media now, like the TikToks and the Instagram reels is everyone is like, here's my take on this trend. Yeah. We don't call it, it's, it's not a meme. Thank you. It's a trend. Of do you, course. Do you remember the weird period of time where people were didn't know that it, it was called a meme and they would say maymays? Hey, may. <laughs> do you think there's people who still say maymay? Probably, yeah. So I'm going to out you a little bit here, Ashley. Oh, no. In addition to your existential dread that you force upon me, Ashley's also one of the people who says, Jif. And I won't apologize for it. Go ahead. You have 30 seconds, ma'am. Go. Uh, giraffe, um, <laughs> the guy who made it, said so. G's can go either way. Why wouldn't you? The best... Uh, justification I've ever heard for calling a gif a jif is the word gin. Just replace the F and it's gif. There you go. All right. That's your thought for this Wednesday, January 17th. That's it for us today. We will be here to talk to you tomorrow. We hope you'll be here as well. Bye, everybody.